Osiris. It's become quite dangerous to hang out with my Gibson family because, you know, we'll have like a beer and then I'll offhandedly say, you know, it'd be really cool. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like a couple months later, something shows up at my dorm like, ah, OK, we're doing this now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of Salute the Songbird. Gibson presents Maggie Rose and Lizzie Hill. Hey guys, welcome to this special episode of Salute the Songbird. It's a bonus edition where I'm welcoming back Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. And I'm welcoming her back because she just did something really exciting in her partnership with Gibson Guitars. She has a new signature guitar that she designed, the stunning Explorer Bird. It's as awesome and glamorous as she is. But she tells me about how she learned to play guitar and what it means to be a role model for anyone who wants to pick up the guitar, but especially for the young girls that she's such a great example to. Lizzie talks about her process for practicing, a word that she and I agree we don't love, but we'll use it for right now. And we talk about how her playing has evolved. We talk about the beauty of her partnerships with brands like Gibson. I'm also a Gibson rep, and she and I are at very different levels of our ability to play guitar, but we still have a great role with that company. They make us feel valuable there. It's a brand that understands the importance of representation for young women. Hopefully one day Lizzie and I will be able to have this conversation in person where she can show me all the new bells and whistles of her signature guitar, the Explorer Bird, at the Gibson Garage in Nashville. You guys should all check it out. So enjoy another conversation between myself and the amazing Lizzie Hale. Welcome to uh, an exclusive bonus Salute the Songbird episode sponsored by Gibson Guitar with Lizzie Hale and yours truly, Maggie Rose. What we're going to talk a lot about is the most badass thing of all, the Explorer Bird guitar is available. I love the promo video that you did for that. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. I I just love, I mean, the entire team at Gibson just over the past, you know, four or five years that since, uh, you know, Cesar and JC and everybody, in the Gibson fam took over. Um, it's just been so fulfilling. Like they're just, there's no shortage of unique ideas. And, um, I remember they sent me the, 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 the launch for, um, for the Gene Simmons model. And it was like an infomercial. I'm like, wait, is this what like we're getting ourselves into? And, um, and they're like, yeah, it's like when we were talking, you're talking about like a cooking show thing. And I love to cook anyway. So it was like, yeah, I loved like having that dichotomy between like, I'm in the kitchen, (laughs) but it's also just a little tongue in cheek and it's fun. So it's just more interesting and more fun to do that than just like sit here like, okay, here's the guitar. This is the pickups. And it's like, it was so fun. And I love that you featured Bombshell from Back from the Dead. It was a great soundtrack for that promo video. That one's becoming kind of a sleeping giant because we basically, yeah, I mean, it shows how much we know. This this happens all the time where, you know, you write a song like, well, that's going to be a lot of fun to play live. But, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if anyone's really going to like gravitate toward this. And there's like all these people that are getting like the lyrics tattooed on them already and i'm like you guys are nuts (laughs) this is amazing so 
It's just, uh, yeah, we're excited. It feels like a whole new world. We haven't, you know, we hadn't released music in so long. And so it just feels so good to have new stuff out there and um, getting out there and playing new songs for the first time in a while. It's just, uh, it's, it's lovely. I've, I'm definitely in a, in a happy spot right now, just with the upcoming tours and everything happening with the album. So it's so cool that it's coinciding with, you know, the release of this music and also this guitar that you designed with your Gibson team. And you can just dream up these things, but it doesn't become real until you're holding that guitar in your hands and you see the audience singing along to those songs. And I think uh, it's just really cool that you're manifesting all of these amazing projects and you're, you're finally able to give it away. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like everything starts with a little bit of adventure, whether it's, you know, new songs or, you know, new projects or new guitars. Um, you know, it's become it's become quite dangerous to hang out with the, my, my Gibson family because, you know, we'll have like a beer and then I'll offhandedly say, you know, what would be really cool. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like a couple of months later, something shows up at my door. I'm like, ah, OK, we're doing this now. Um, it's real. But uh, with with this specific Explorer Bird, um, I used the prototype uh, all over this new album. Um, there's a couple songs. uh that's uh, so cool. Back from the Dead, um, also Steeple, um, that are in drop C because we, I don't know why we we love experimenting with those tones. Um, but this particular guitar, because of the Firebird headstock and just with that type of uh, stability, I mean, it stays in tune in those drop tunings. So I, I use that as a as a very necessary tool <laughs> um, in order to uh, to record these songs and now playing them out live. And um, I mean, and also I just I love that it's the reddest red that it could possibly be that car yes. red and and you can just see it from the back of the arena. <laughs> it's gotten to the point where um, because I love this guitar so much that I am mocking nearly everything that I'm going to be wearing for the next couple tours off of the guitar. <laughs> so there's a lot. Of, I've noticed that. There's a lot. I've of noticed that, that in the aesthetic going yeah. on. But, um, you know, and, and it's almost kind of perfect because we were designing the guitar um, before we ended up uh really settling in and, and uh, designing the look for the album. And so it was kind of perfect how they coincide. And I feel like that was more, we didn't, weren't necessarily doing that on purpose. That was more of a, you know, unconscious choice. Um, but I love how everything has, you know, just kind of found its way, leech, all the projects kind of leach into each other and it becomes like this whole beautiful mission, you know. It's so cohesive. Um, and, you know, I loved our episode together and we got to talk so in depth about the lyrical um contributions that you made to this record because of the pandemic but we didn't really get into like the act of playing guitar as much and just how much of a part of an extension of you that that is and even though touring wasn't really happening the way you were used to you were getting to still really dig in as a gearhead and and work on this guitar and probably yeah have more time to nurture the development of the explorer bird because of that maybe oh absolutely the there was a definite bright side to that time and and so it, you know at that point you can kind of put more of your energy into that um you know, whereas, you know, you obviously have room for that without the touring and all of that but uh it's uh it's interesting because you're able to really just kind of put 
your whole heart into it instead of it being like, oh, like I'm going to go back and forth over emails and Zoom calls while we're on tour or while, while we're overseas or something. So it was kind of nice to just kind of be patient with it um, because these things take time. You know, we were talking about this Explorer Bird uh, right before lockdown at uh, the last NAM that I ever <laughs> went to. And uh mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it developed from there and now it's finally out there. And, and I, I'm loving uh, the response to the, instru- the instrument as well. Um, there's obviously there's something about the quality of the instrument. Um, I ended up doing something different with the, with the pickups, whereas my last two um, signature models, I had the, cla- the classic 57s in there, which are just, you know, super standard, love love it, you know, meat and potatoes. And, uh, and with, uh, this, I'm using the seventies pickup for the, uh, explore bird and they just scream a little harder. So it's just, mm-hmm. been, it's been a lot of fun to almost use my collection of guitars now, um, as they serve the songs, you know, whereas if we're yeah. doing something a little heavier or whatever, it's definitely going to be the explore bird. If we're doing something more mellow from, you know, maybe from our Into the Wildlife record, um, I'm going to be going with the Classic 57s on maybe one of my other ones. But it's just fun. I, I, I mean, you talked about, it, you know, it a little before about it being an extension of who you are. That's that's more or less how I started playing. Um, I had no idea what I was doing, obviously, and and um, just just dove in head first, and it became not only this this other voice that I could use in the band at at that point in time, I was playing keyboards occasionally and just kind of being a front person. So when I started the guitar, um, it just, it opened up a whole other world and not just for myself as, as a front person being able to kind of wield this ax and also do about three things at once, <laughs> which the learning, yeah. learning all of that balance was, was, uh, you know, it, I, it's, it's still one of the most frustrating, but also one of the most fun things to accomplish. Um, when not only do you have to be, uh, engaging as a front person, um, you have to be singing your ass off, but then you have to be able to play, be playing the parts tight with your band. And so that balance, when all of a sudden that finds its place with each song and it becomes like breathing, it's just such a mm-hmm. great feeling <laughs> to find, to when you get to that point. So that's like, I don't know, it's just something that is just a part of what I do, but, um, but also there's something that makes you stand out too when you're a, uh, you know, and specifically when you're a front woman um, wielding an electric guitar. When I was yeah. growing up in Pennsylvania, there were, uh, there were two types of girls in the scene. There were the girls that were like the metalhead girls that were just singers. And then anybody that was playing guitar um, more or less wanted to be Jewel. And so it was more of an acoustic singer songwriter thing. And so there wasn't really that medium. And so, right. almost, yeah, so by, like I said, diving head first and trying to figure out how to play guitar, um, it gave me this other thing that made me stand out in the scene. And, and again, you know, what makes you stick out and what makes you, uh, um, different, becomes part of your superpower and something that you can wield. So, yeah, so that's without a doubt. I mean, I think of you and of course I think of the voice and the songs, but you can't help but think of you and your association with the electric guitar and your command of that. And you know, for me, it's I love working with Gibson because I am not of the caliber of guitar player 
that you are, but they give me every reason to believe in all the possibility, you know? And like you said, you were just dreaming up these ideas with Cesar and who else do you work with there? Heather Freeland. And yeah. Heather loves you. Denny Marsh, you know, Jim, all of, you know, they're, they're just all so amazing. And it's, it's really crazy. Cause when I first started working with Gibson, that was in 2012, obviously I'd, I've always loved the Gibson family, but it's definitely a different vibe now. It's not so incredibly like, okay, we are the corporate brand. You are the artist and, and, and never the tween shall meet. It's like very much of a melting pot of all these things. And they, right. they care so much about, um, their, their artists and not, not just as a company, but just as people. They facilitated, you know, you and I getting to meet each other and talk to each other and just they they make me feel like a part of the family and a valid contributor because I can appeal to people who are at my level and make it more accessible. And then we can really get into the nuts and bolts with people like yourself who know their way around all the guitars. But yeah, it makes me feel like there's a lot of possibility. I'm able to open up with them, not just as an artist, but as a person and really just kind of let them in on a lot of the things that I either I'm passionate about or just who I am as a person, who I am, um, how I look at the guitar, um, in a different way than maybe, you know, anybody else, you know, to my left or right. And, and they understand that and they, um, they, appreciate and respect that you know so they're not trying to put their artists into these tiny little boxes they're just you know you're able to just kind of be your truest self with these guys so it's just a it's a wonderful experience and I can confirm that when you're not in the room and I'm with those people and we're talking about you they have a really strong grasp on who you are and that's what they love about you of course you make them technically you represent them so beautifully, but like they love what you're contributing as a human being. And um, like our conversation, you know, I'm talking to Heather before we speak and she's like, we have to get you an Explorer bird. And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to hold one of those and and play it. And Lizzie can teach me how to use it and um, understand the technology behind it. And like, that's something that's empowering to me. And you know, you never know what doors are going to open. We just walk through them. You're just yep. shooting the shit with them and having beers. And then all of a sudden this idea comes into fruition. And I think having people around you like that just permeates throughout everything that we're doing in our lives and, and makes all these other things seem like they're achievable. Oh, I and- absolutely agree with that. And it's just so wonderful to be on this, uh, this side where they, um, they understand the representation for young women who want to start playing. And it's just wonderful to be able to have that kind of platform. Whereas, you know, it makes, you know, these young girls that they, like, there's been <laughs> quite a few that have come to the show and they bring signs and they're like, Oh, I got my first guitar because of you. And I saw your music. Yeah. And like the, those things. And like, so, I mean, if you had told my 16 year old self that, at one point in time, I'm going to be able to have the opportunity um, to make the bridge to their dream just a little shorter because they're like, oh, you know, it's like the light bulb that goes up like, oh, she's a girl and she's doing that. Well, 
cool. I can do that too. It's wonderful. Absolutely. And I think that was really apparent when we spoke, like if you haven't heard uh, Lizzie's episode on salute the songbird, it's just, you're so intentional with the message that you're putting out there, but especially to the young women, when you talked about that one fan in particular, who is feeling othered by her own family and like, would you call me daughter? That lyric, um, it's just so cool that you're using your musicianship, not just what your messaging is in music, but also your uh, skill as a musician to be that beacon to all these fans of yours. And I think about one anecdote from our conversation where you talk about how you would stand out in the audience with a hoodie on and start singing so that they heard your voice before they saw you. And that was how you became like a reformed introvert, which still (laughs) kind of blows my mind that you even categorize yourself that way. But the leap that you've now come to where you have a like hot red guitar of your namesake. <laughs> that's spicy. That's that's the oh, the first thing you're going to see no matter where you are in the arena. That's pretty that's a, a pretty huge uh, increment of growth and, and confidence to have arrived at or to have achieved. Oh, absolutely. It's it's really it's truly mind blowing. Um you know, I I find myself more so now uh, than ever before kind of looking back and at like just all the different levels that we've been at and, and, and all the different hills that we've had to climb. And, and it really does, I don't know, it, it really does blow my mind the, the journey, you know, and the arc of the journey and the fact that we're still relevant and putting out music and, and keeping this train moving. Um, and, uh, I'm really lucky, you know, and, and, and cause like, you know, you know how it is like you, you grow up and you, you catch the music bug and you find people that inspire you and you wonder, it's like, wow, it's like, how, how did, how do they do that? And how are they doing that? And, and you, you walk out there and there are thousands of people and it's just a different situation. You're like, Jesus, like who would have thought, you know, when yeah. you're watching these videos as a kid of like these people that are playing these like overseas festivals and just like this wave of people just singing along. And, and then when you get to experience that, it, within your own world, it's just, it's nuts because you just remember what that felt like and you remember what yeah. you did. So it's just like, yeah, it's, it's nuts. I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm happy to be here. You know, you deserve every bit of it. I had um, a guitar lesson this morning and I was thinking about you while I was there because, you know, I'm, I've been at this for a long time and I, just want to know i know you that your parents kind of like put a guitar in your hands and, and you've been doing this since you were a teenager and you know it was a family band from the beginning and it's part of your it's part of your identity but for me this has been sort of a a lone experience i have a supportive family but i didn't really have anyone so i feel a little daunted and i feel like i hit plateaus every now and then how do you feel that you were able to just kind of continue your advancement and, and just and gain this expertise that you've had when you do inevitably hit those bumps in the road. 
I, I think the hardest thing, and it's still hard, it's, it never gets like easier um, because there's always something like I'm, I'm actually doing the same thing now. I'm kind of putting myself back into, uh, you know, certain basics that I haven't used in a while and trying to learn some new things, um, new ways to navigate the fretboard and all of that. I'm, I'm uh, in the process of doing that now because you, you're always going to hit that line where you're like, well, I, I could be doing this better or this could be tighter or this could, I, I don't know how to do this. Let me learn how to do this, you know? And what I've learned is that I, I'm the only one that really gets in my way because it's really about sitting down and doing it, even if it feels like work, you know, which, which there, there will be a couple days that I usually take like um, two days. It usually lasts two. I always say three. But whereas like we get off tour and I'll just kind of set everything down and I'll kind of deprive myself from it so that it gets to the point where like, okay, I, I need to sit down and do this now. <laughs> you know, I love and then it. I do a bunch of chunks of work and then I take a break and come back. But it's like, I, I, I think that the hunger for knowledge and, and also if, if I don't know whether this is comforting or not to you, but it, it was comforting to me. Somebody said this to me or it's, it's only time. You know, you take the time to, you know, work a few hours a day and sit down, work with a click track, um, whether you're trying to learn something new or just trying to tighten up what you already know. Um, you know, it's just, it's a matter of, of time. And, and it doesn't take as much time as you might think it does because there'll be, I'll usually go, you know, until I'm either worn out brain wise and I can't think anymore or, or I'm tiring out my hands or something and then take a break from that for an hour or two and then come back. And it's actually more fluid because you're learning that muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, it's just, it's a matter of just sitting down and doing it and, and not expecting everything to be perfect right off the bat, but starting the the hardest part for me too is, is I want everything like done now like can I please understand yeah. this so that I can do this on Friday you know <laughs> right yeah which which is how I got into it in the first place I'm like all right we got gigs coming up uh, how can, Shit. How can yeah. I figure out how to play these chords in this song? yeah you know? and um trial by fire it does work actually you can cram for oh absolutely a lot. I don't know that, how much you retain from that you probably forget it later but <laughs> you can cram for things and it works out I think that you've been preparing for big moments every day we you just didn't realize it, but, um, I'm so excited for you. And I think that, uh, you're going to inspire a lot of people, myself included to pick up an electric guitar and make make noise, man, make a noise till you like the noise you make. It doesn't matter. You know, it's like, you got to think about it. Like, like a bunch of painters can have the same paintbrush, you know, but they're all going right. to use it in a different way. So when, when you find right. that the way that because everybody learns differently too. You know, I, I have this discombobulated way that I learned guitar. I learned by ear first and then by sight, by like, just kind of like, okay, well, this is E, this is A, they're all that. And then you find certain shapes that, that you're familiar with, you get the dexterity and it's like, uh, you know, and, and now it it's funny to like be, you know, in my thirties and, and, kind of going back to some of those things that I might've skipped over when I was a kid and be like, Oh, now I understand that better now because I'm older, but I'm kind of building the pyramid upside down. Um, 
and but it's just it, you know you find your own path and and like obviously I know you will too because you already have experience with um you know with with an instrument and it's just going to be fun it's going to be a different tool in your tool belt absolutely it's fun to come back to lessons you thought you mastered yeah. and then realize how much further you can dig into that lesson i think that's a sign that you're getting better they say when you realize how much you have to improve that means that you've already gotten pretty good <laughs> when you're aware of like what you have left Oh, and you said something earlier that I thought was just so perfect. The sweet spot is when it feels like breathing mm-hmm. because you will mess up on stage. Oh, yeah. But if you can do like a thousand things at the same time and still be able to recover and, you know, feel at least the ease of physically doing what you're doing, then you're you're probably in a good spot. That's where the practice does shine yeah. through. Well, and, and that's something that, you know, I mean, we... You know, we all hear the word practice and we all think, oh, homework. Yeah. And it's just like, no. Um, But like for me, the the be all end all goal and I've and I've experienced this before when I do procrastinate. I'm like, I got that. It's fine. And then you get up on stage you're like, oh, I'm not as comfortable as I could be if I had just sat down and gone over this one part that I yeah. was I was screwing up before, you know. And so there's an so the the reward from the the practice or the going over things or playing is the ability to go out on stage and have that type of ease where it doesn't it doesn't look or feel or 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 the, like you're you're trying too hard to do something. Yes. Um, the it, audience wants to feel like they're in capable hands too. Exactly. If they see that you're nervous, <laughs> then they're like, shit, this isn't fun for anybody. It's true. Yeah. It comes around. It does. But oh my gosh. I uh, think you're just the absolute best. I'm so excited for all of these exciting things you have going on. New album, new guitar, Explorer Bird. It's as sexy as your new record. Congratulations oh. to Hailstorm and you. And um, I'm very excited for all your tour dates coming up. And thanks for jumping back in a conversation with me. I want you to show me some tricks on this guitar when we get a chance. Awesome. Maybe a couple months from now when we're both home (laughs) in Nashville. Yeah, you are too, darling. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right, Lizzie, thank you so much. Thank and uh, have a great time out on the road. I hope to catch you out there. And uh, we'll, we will see each other in person, I'm sure, very soon. So we'll, we'll, we'll make our Gibson family make it happen. Yeah, Bring exactly. us together Maybe. physically. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hint, hint, Gibson family. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you, darling. Well, that is a wrap for this bonus episode. Gibson presents Maggie Rose, Lizzie Hale. Make sure to go follow Lizzie on all of her socials at official Lizzie Hale and give Hailstorm a follow as well. Go check out the amazing promo for her new signature Gibson guitar, the Explorer Bird. It's so funny. She's awesome in it. And make sure to check out Hailstorm's brand new record, Back from the Dead. And to keep up with me, my music, and my touring calendar, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at I am Maggie Rose. Why don't you go join my With the Band family, where you can get exclusive Salute the Songbird content, live stream concerts, and more. And go check out my tour schedule at www.maggierosemusic.com.
Salute the Songbird is brought to you by Osiris Media, hosted by Maggie Rose, produced by Austin Marshall, Maggie Rose, and Kirsten Cluthy, with production assistance from Grace Romer and Kip Young, edited by Matt Dwyer, music by Maggie Rose, show logo by Premier Music Group, graphics by Catherine Boyles and Mark Dowd. Please subscribe to Salute the Songbird on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. And if you like the show, recommend it to a friend or leave us a review so that others can join the conversation. Thanks for listening. And to close out the show, here's Bombshell by Hailstorm. Osiris.